0: Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, the sports animals in the morning on ESPN Honolulu. morning it's sports animals time now on espn honolulu with gary dickman and chris hart keep listening because we've got uh rainbow warrior football tickets to give away no purchase necessary on espn honolulu three things you need to know maybe four uh, as you're on your way into work uh texas sweeps the orioles rangers going to the alcs Yeah, a little
1: surprising in that Baltimore had 101 wins, a great season, but not playoff tested. I don't know if anybody on their roster has been in a playoff game, and I think experience does go a long
0: way. It hurt them. All right. A lot of talk in Miami. Is it time now for Tua tonga extension? What I'm hearing, they're going to wait till after
1: the season. Remember, he has another year left. So I can understand Miami waiting to see how the season plays out. I mean, so far it's so good, but we've seen this before where he doesn't have a complete season, so I think they should wait.
0: Yeah, well, after this season, he's not going to be under contract, right? Yeah, oh, Isn't he has this one more year. Option
1: year. He has 2024 still. Gotcha. Okay, okay 2024.
0: Option, although, uh, and we'll expand on this later, although guys drafted his same year, have gotten extensions already. Right, they have. Uh, It's game week for Rainbow Warrior football. San Diego State
1: coming to town, a team that is coming off a bye. How rare is that that both teams are coming off a bye? Brady Hoke, the Aztecs head coach, will join us next hour. Hopefully Hawaii made uh, better adjustments or more adjustments than the Aztecs, who are already 0-2 in the Mountain West.
0: Yeah, and uh, uh, at the uh, Craig Angelus show last night, uh, we found out, we did get confirmation that the University of Hawaii men's basketball schedule is done. They have a completed schedule. All they're waiting for is one contract to be returned and signed. So hopefully soon, because I, I know a lot of fans, and I get
1: this asked, we see the text and the calls coming in about, you know, when the first game is, let alone the whole schedule. So it is coming up soon because the season should start in basically four weeks from now. So early November it'll start, so I'm looking forward to the schedule.
0: I, I look at it as the season starting in nine days with an exhibition game against St. Mary's. But, yeah, they're, waiting for, one, um, they're, they're just waiting for one contract to come back. They've got it all set. They're ready to go. Uh, uh mr Angelus does go into the office every day and say get the contract yet uh we, he has told us we have about 18 home games this year so not to worry it's about what we had last year Okay, so I mean, again, I, I know some
1: people were a little leery or thinking that, hey, the, are they going to have any other games? But they are. They're just, again, as you said, waiting on a contract and for teams to commit. But they will have a full schedule. It's just that, you know, coming yeah, out a little it, bit it, later.
0: Uh, full schedules come, And that's why we have the Craig Angela Show. And that's why uh, uh, it would behoove people to listen to that. And you could find out all kinds of great information. What other uh,
1: good tidbits did he have last night? I didn't get a chance to
0: listen Uh, well, I know you didn't. That's why I'm giving you the news. But the, uh, because you're busy at that time, I understand. Uh, other tidbits included, uh, the scary plane ride that him and Kanoa had.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Probably easy to laugh about it now. I just only imagine what that must've felt like at that time.
0: For folks that don't know, they were in a plane coming from Vegas about 10 minutes in the flight. They had to turn around because their plane. I thought it got hit in the engine. Uh, no, it got hit right head on the nose of the plane got hit with lightning they had to turn around and come back but uh yeah a lot of questions you know the question that people have most and it happens week after week is um the problem with uh, no tailgating and that's a big you know what that's a big deal to a lot of people and it's something that at least he's honest about and he says you know what we haven't figured that out yet we're working on it uh, upper campus and lower campus everybody knows it's super important Two Hawaii fans, Uh, they haven't stopped, you know, working on something, but they just don't have it yet. And that's nice to hear. That's refreshing to hear from an athletic director that, hey, you know what? He's he's not, you know, skirting around it or anything like that. He's actually just coming out and saying, you know what? This is a lot harder than I thought it would be. Uh, You know, what people talk about, I hear sometimes, is, oh, well, you know, we might, you know, the, the whole kickoff at the less. That's fine for some people, and a lot of people enjoy that, apparently. But, um, you know, there's nothing that can compare to backing up your car, taking out your grill, cooking your own food, drinking your own beverages, sharing with the people next to you, you know, yucking it up and talking with friends and hanging out in your own comfort than, you know, attending something and buying you know, buying a hamburger at a booth. It's just not the same.
1: We've, had, we've heard and had too many people come up to us in the last couple of years and talk about it. So, yeah, you can appreciate how important it is. And it's unfortunate that that has made a difference in some of the fans not showing up for games over the last year or two because of that. And that's too bad. I, I believe that they would be working on it and trying to find a solution. David Matlin was looking at that, too. When he was the AD, it's just not easy to get that accomplished yet. But hopefully it will at some point somehow. I know a lot of people would love to have that back.
0: Right. He was talking about, and uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we're kind of recapping a little bit the Craig Angelus show yesterday uh, last night from uh, Velocity Honolulu, a good conversation with Kanoa Leahy and the AD. But they were, he did mention that there are, you know, there's a couple of lots that they're looking at, and he says, you know what, we're going to have to charge people. We're going to have to charge people to get in. Uh, he says, I think, you know, from what I understand, people would pay it. Look, they're trying to make as much money as they can. Now, fortunately, uh, some um, they didn't mention a name, and I don't think the person wants to be named. But they did get over a million-dollar check written to him this week to the athletic department. So somebody gave a cool mill. Wow, that was uh, very, very that was great news to hear. There's all this great information you can find out by listening to the Craig Angeles show. It is available, Gary, at ESPNHonolulu.com.
1: Well, I'm glad you were on this morning to
0: recap and give us some of the things we Right. But I mean, it's, it's, uh, anyway, it's great information if you're a fan. I mean, this is stuff that you can't get uh, from a coach's show. So that's what I, I love about the show. But anyway, um, it, um, so the couple, he was, somebody asked about parking. You know, it's, there's a lot of empty stalls inside the, uh, in the parking structure. So a suggestion was made to lower the price from the $25, to lower the price so that more people will be able to park since it's available. And uh, he explained that it's not an athletic department thing. It's a parking, whatever the parking department is, they charge the athletic department a certain amount for parking, which doesn't make sense to me, but they do. And so at least he's honest, he says we have to ups we have to upcharge that. They have to make money on concessions, on parking, on everything else, because we have such a small stadium. So it I I like the fact that he's just said he has no no problem saying, Hey, we gotta upsell the fans five bucks on that, five bucks on this in order to make money. So the reason if you're complaining about the parking for University of Hawaii, don't blame the athletic department. They're just putting their usual surcharge on it. It's the parking people that are charging them so much money. But that doesn't make sense to me that one one UH department is charging another one. Money going from one, one company or one department to another in the same company to me does not make sense. But, you know, I'm no uh, business major. That's true. But I, I think also what maybe would get to fans even more about it. I mean the
1: charge is a lot, you can say that, but that's kind of the you know how it is in the mainland and a lot of stadiums and venues. But the fact that it went up so quickly uh, you know, I don't know what it was a couple of years ago, but I believe it was still in the 7 to $10 range for football games. I think it's 6 or 7 for basketball on campus. So when you see an increase like that so quickly, I think that's what might have caught people off guard and had them comment the way well, they Well, of course
0: had. it did. Of course it did. What I'm saying is it's not the athletic department. So don't take it out on, you know, all oh, those guys. They, you, know, you know, it's easy. And you know what? It's all about communication. And that's why we have the show. It's all about communicating with the fan base. It's why they have H-Mail. It's why they have all this other stuff is to to stay communicated, because what we're getting is a lot of texts to the radio station where people are saying, hey, you know what? Where's the basketball schedule? They're already asking for all my money. Yet, you know, uh, thankfully, the Diamond Head Classic wasn't canceled. That was a big scare going around yesterday. Uh, Some rumors going around, but that's not the case. Uh this we hear this is canceled or this isn't canceled and how much, you know there's a reason why for everything. And so it's good that um we have the communication to tell us why. Love to hear your thoughts at 808-296-1420 on the Zephyr insurance text line. There is a text saying I don't
1: mind paying more for the parking if it goes to athletics. I don't know where all the money goes for the parking. That's a
0: good question as well. Well, part of it does like I just said. It uh, part of it goes to athletics and part of it goes to I don't it's not called the parking department I don't know what they're called. So, yeah, part of it does go to the athletics. They have to they have to pay the parking people and buy the st- stalls from them, put an up charge on it and then they sell it to us. So some of it goes, but that's just the way they do uh uh business. Uh somebody texted it says parking services. Oh, Tanner. That was you, Tanner. Hi, Tan. Somebody. Parking services. I like parking department better. And, I, you know, when you hear that, you know, there are
1: stalls that are still available, that's where the crowd's last couple of home games, I think, have been like seven and 8,000 uh Range as far as fans attending Stanford game had over twelve thousand, and usually at the Stan Sheriff Center sells out at ten thousand. The parking garage is full, so I think part of the reason there have been stalled again with well, the reason we gave about you no know, no tailgating, but also the and probably the charge, but also I think the fact that you're only getting seven or eight thousand, which will leave some open spots just in itself. Right, all right,
0: all right. Eight oh eight All right. two nine six fourteen twenty. Getting ready for Rainbow Warrior football. Hunter Hughes. Is going to be uh, joining us coming up on ESPN Honolulu. And the uh, University of Hawaii football team is two and four on the year. And when you look at the Mountain West standings, when you look at the Mountain West standings, the way that some people talk is like we're the worst team in the history of football. And really, Hawaii, if you look at it, if you just go by uh, Mountain West standings, Hawaii's in a tie for seventh place you know thank goodness we're not nevada thank goodness we're not even san diego state especially thank goodness we're not san jose state san jose state and san diego state these guys these guys are supposed to be hammers but they're not they're they're having horrible years so far they are, but it's still
1: way too early. I mean, some teams have only played one conference game. So when you look at right. the overall schedule, you can see where teams are headed. And for teams like San Diego State, yeah, they are struggling at 0-2 right now. But for anybody to say one team is this or that, uh, again, you can look at San Jose State as an example. I think they're 1-5 in five right now. But in conference, 0-2. So it makes a difference. The record looks a lot worse when you take in their non-Mountain West game. When you take into account conference, which is what it's all about, especially right now, I, I think that that it's a little bit misleading uh, so far because, again, not everybody's played a lot of games yet.
0: Right. I'm just saying, for example, Gary, so uh, let's look at the overall schedule. I mean, the true hammers are Air Force and Wyoming. You can throw Fresno State in there uh, because, in my opinion, it wasn't Wyoming that beat Fresno State last week. It was Fresno State that beat Fresno State last week. Uh, So you really got uh, three hammers, and who knows? My jury is still out but UNLV could win this whole thing.
1: They could. I actually thought Wyoming played fantastic in that game, especially in that second half. They looked to be the better team in that game
0: because of all the Fresno State mistakes. Now, granted, Wyoming had uh something to do with that. I'll pull up the stats in a second. Tyler's calling in at 808-296-1420. Good morning.
2: Morning, animals. How's it going? Hi. Change gears a little bit, wanted to go back to high school sports and wanted to talk about shortage of referees, if you guys don't mind. Um, Can you imagine high school sports not being around or with a a schedule that is cut back because there are no referees? I think it would be really hard. Um, I, I am a referee, and I can tell you that every year, We have more and more referees that are uh, not continuing with refereeing. And basically, it all goes back to the parents. The parents are very mean. They're very rude. They yell at the referees. They cuss at the referees. Uh, I take time off of work to go and referee high school volleyball. And I take time off of work to go and have people berate me like this while I'm up there calling Um, I think that athletic directors need to do a better job policing their gyms making sure that we don't have parents like this and if we do uh, let them know that they're going to be removed from the gym because uh, like I said you have a game when you didn't have enough referees and I can see people not returning back to be referees there will be the demise of high school athletics and let's hope it never gets there but Wanted to get you guys'
0: thoughts on that. Hey, you know what? We're up against the clock right now, and uh, thank you for calling. I want to address this uh, because you could bring up a great point. This was brought up on the show yesterday, and I'm I'm guessing that's why um, Tyler's calling in today. But um, it was a big part of yesterday or Monday's show. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, Monday's show. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk UH football with Hunter Hughes. That's coming up next. And then I want to address this as far as we never looked at it the way that Tyler's looking at it. And being a referee, it's a, thank you for the call. That was a great call because what are the schools doing about this? Let's get into that in about, oh, 15, 15 minutes here on ESPN Honolulu. Hey, tonight, 6 o'clock, Ruby Tuesday, Moanalua. Join us from 6 to 7 for the Timmy Chang Show, won't you, uh, as we get ready for San Diego State. We'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu.
1: Some more UH football here after the bye week, which is kind of weird not to have that game, but we've got a really important game coming up back at home against San Diego State, joining us now on ESPN. Honolulu, you hear him most afternoon as the co-host on Off the Bench with Josh, of course, the UH football sideline reporter, former quarterback. He does it all, and if that wasn't enough, he's also a co-host of the podcast Hawaii Football Now. Hunter Hughes joins us. Hunter, thank you. i got a question before
0: Hunter comes on. They're preempted by baseball. Is the show then called "On the Bench"? <laughs> wow, well, you had a—that uh, was great. That you—that was uh, actually gave us a, a really good one. That was yeah, a really good thing. That's
1: more than debatable, but uh, we'll just leave that uh, up in the clouds. And hanging up there. So, Hunter, I'm curious because, again, you played football here at the University of Hawaii. When you have the bye week, what talk about the focus of the team. And I'm going to have another follow-up to that. But what is the focus of the team besides getting healthy and getting ready for their next opponent?
3: The focus actually is to take your focus off from football. Um, hmm. A lot of times when you're, when you're on a team like this one where you're struggling week to week, to kind of keep everybody focused and together and motivated to continue to go out there and play at a high level, the bi-week serves as a much needed rest for everybody, uh, not just physically, but mentally too. And, um, you know, I, I was at practice yesterday that spoke with coach Timmy Chang. They, they did a, a couple of uh, just fun things for um, the, the team to kind of, Uh, bond a little bit deeper, and take their their focus away from football, guys.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. I just wouldn't have expected that answer, but it's good to hear that. I, I think also, you know, you always hear, well, when you have a bye week, that extra week to prepare gives you an advantage for your next opponent. I guess the problem with this Saturday's game, not that there's a problem, but San Diego State is in the same situation. They're coming off a bye week as well. So no real advantage, I guess, if you look at it that way.
3: Yeah, you know, from a preparation standpoint, it's almost like uh, going back to fall camp where you have two solid weeks to prepare for an opponent. Now, I can speak candidly that UH UH wasn't doing uh, a whole lot of preparation last week. Again, they were trying to really um, enjoy the bye week, everybody, and that's also uh, one of the heavier recruiting weeks for our position coaches throughout the season. Um, but in that aspect, you do get two full weeks of preparation, both San Diego State for us and us for them. So, um, it's going to be interesting this Saturday.
1: Hunter Hughes joining us on ESPN Honolulu talking UH football. Interesting about the bye week because I saw that San Diego State in their bye week as far as recruiting goes. They lost three recruits. They got a tight end, but they lost three guys that are verbally committed, so it didn't really help them. Let's talk about Braden Shager. We've heard so much in the last week or two about, you know, getting rid of the ball quicker. Talk specifically about that, what that entails, and how soon can they accomplish what they want to with him.
3: Yeah, so um, outside of uh, just getting the ball out of his hands quicker, um, I think some of that actually is on the receivers. Um, we, we, we saw it at various times during that UNLV game where Braden tried to throw uh, a receiver like, take for instance, Poffele Ashlock um, into a hole, and Poffele kind of ran away from the zone, the zone hole that he was supposed to be sitting in and it was an incomplete pass, and it looked like the ball was thrown behind Profelli Ashlock. But in all reality, that ball was where it was need, where it was needing to be thrown. So across the board, I think um, I think guys are just needing to kind of elevate and have a, a decision pre snap. And uh, you know, to that point, um, I you know, Coach Timmy Chang and this offensive staff have kind of shifted the way that um, these receivers have. Made reads normally in the run and shoot. You're making your read on the fly as you're running the route. But now um, I think they're going to try to make more of a pre-snap decision to make things easier for everybody. And hopefully, to your uh, to your question, Gary, get the ball out of Braden's hands a little bit faster.
1: How? When they talk about that again specifically with him, is it something where they're just using a time where let's get it out in two seconds as opposed to three or looking at, you know, obviously reading the defenses, as you said, but what would they do on a daily basis and how would they measure what he's supposed to do as far as what he's done and what they expect?
3: Yeah. You know, I think that's kind of the, uh, what comes first, the chicken or the egg kind of, uh, kind of a question. Um, you're, you're obviously wanting him to get rid of the ball, um, as fast as he can, especially with an offensive line who has allowed as many sacks as we have this season, um, the 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 main thing to me has been the play calling is contingent on the personnel that's able to play in the game. So we, we've we've had a battered group of group of guys throughout this this, this season, both offensively and defensively. So I, I think that kind of limits the amount of play calling. That, that we can do. Um, and uh, I think other than just speaking to him directly and saying, hey, have that internal clock, the minute that it gets to three seconds, we got to get rid of that football because the D-line is coming. So, um, yeah, I think it's a work in progress. Um, and the other thing, take the hits when you can get it. Uh, they, they were yelling that at practice yesterday, both to the quarterbacks and also to the receivers. Take the short route when it's there because it will be the building block for the bigger throws later in the game.
0: Yeah, you know, I. It, it, so what you're saying is by having, because I don't know, I don't know if you picked up on this, Gary, that by having the pre-snap decision on these routes, I heard you talking about it yesterday, Hunter. By having these pre-snap decisions, the ball will automatically get out faster because the quarterback no can trust. That the receiver is supposed to be where he's supposed to be.
3: That's correct. And okay. um, uh, again, I mean, you know, this with, with business, uh, you guys, uh, uh, specifically you, Chris. You know, uh, a blitz can happen, or you got to make an audible. So, uh, still, your pre—excuse um, me, your pre-snap decision might not be exactly what you're uh, what you're hoping for, but at least everybody's. on. <laughs> page.
1: Hunter, a lot has been made about the slow starts for UH football this year. In the six games they have played, they've been outscored in the first quarter, 66-17. to What does it take to come out with a quicker start? Is it something that just happened because of the teams they're playing or any other logistical things that are going on? Or maybe with the team getting prepared minutes before the game that maybe they're not exactly where they should be mentally? I don't know. I don't think it would be that, but what do you think?
3: Yeah, uh, you know, it's you obviously would love to uh, get out to an early an early lead on anybody. I think it just creates momentum. Um, I, I think it's kind of that catch-22, uh, again, of we want to be aggressive where we can, but also uh, take what the defense is giving us and, and utilize those shorter routes. Now, let's go back to the UNLV game because we were two throws away there from that being a ball game at halftime. The overthrow to Pafeli Ashlock, um to um I guess it 's difficult to say which side of the field it was a dome, but um and then the other was uh the overthrow to McBride in the end zone, so we were two throws away um and just barely overthrew those routes from that being a very close football game, so i 'm bringing that up because what i 'm seeing from this offense is that it 's close and and we're almost there.
1: Hopefully they will get there on Saturday night. San Diego State coming to town in a 5 p.m. start. Hunter, we'll look forward to hearing you and Josh. I know there's baseball playoffs going on this week, but we'll hear you a couple of times. And, of course, the sideline reporting on Saturday. Thanks for spending some time with
3: us today. Much love, guys. Have a great Thursday or Wednesday. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Both. We'll have both. Hunter Hughes joining us on ESPN Honolulu. Check out the podcast Hawaii Football Now with Hunter and Jordan Helle. It's on ESPNHonolulu.com.
0: You know, it's kind of cool because – so today they're on the bench. The the off-the-bench guys are on the bench. (laughs) Uh, It's kind of cool, though, because uh, what um, our um, esteemed program director does is if you don't get a chance or if you forget to uh, go to the website and listen to Hawaii uh, football now, um, they'll have it before the pregame show. So actually it's like the pregame to the pregame show on Saturday. So more if you're – University of Hawaii, listening pleasure. Just a pinch between my cheek and gum gives me full tobacco pleasure. Who said that?
1: Well, you just did. I'm not sure who said Garrison, that. Walt Garrison,
0: Dallas Cowboys, oh. commercial from back in the day. <laughs> wow. For some reason, it just a, it was, they used to have tobacco commercials on, <laughs> yeah, on TV. Right. <laughs> just a pinch between my cheek and gum gives me full tobacco pleasure. Walt Garrison. All right. It's uh, 733 with the sports animals. Thank you, Hunter Hughes. Uh, We've got uh, Pigskin Picks going on, speaking of our website. If you'd like to win a $100 gift certificate this week, or if you want to uh, win a $1,000 cash grand prize, or if you just want to see who's in first place on Pigskin Picks, check it out. It's brought to you by Young's Fish Market and M. Dyer Global. Go check it out, register, play to win at ESPNHonolulu.com. Hope you're having a great morning. It's the Sports Animals. This is ESPN Honolulu. Keep listening. We got Rainbow Warrior football tickets to give away against San Diego State. And um, earlier it was Tyler that called. We brought up the. Um, in fact on Monday, one of the topics was officiating, and it came from. Um, and I, I still don't know how it was related. Maybe Tyler is still listening, but it was when the uh, OIA somebody made a mistake and they didn't schedule rest for that Kalani uh, Hill football game. And then on the news, I didn't catch it all. I was watching uh, the Rob Demello news, and they were talking. He was. They were talking about a shortage of referees. And that was kind of a topic. And then uh, Tyler called to bring it up again. He's a referee himself, and I believe he said Gary. He said he um, he was a referee for girls volleyball, right? He was talking about the volleyball
1: experiences with parents. Yes,
0: right. So, and one of the reasons that people you don't have enough referees is the grief that parents give referees, and you and I see it in basketball all the time. I don't know how much you can hear the parents when you're refereeing football. Um, you know, you hear fans boo a call or something like that, but it's not like the court sports where they're right on top of you, especially if you're at a. Uh, I'll use, a, you know, I'm not picking on IA high school, but I'll use IA high school because, you know, there weren't a ton of people in the gym. So it was when you're yelling at a ref, it really comes out loud and clear. Is that from personal experience? Uh, yeah, (laughs) but see, but not mine was You when I would, when I yelled at refs, it was more like having fun, like, come on,
1: you were like what parents should do and what they do in normal situations, like maybe just cheering or booing, but nothing over the line at all. When you hear the other story
0: that have crossed the line, that's serious. Right. I mean, I remember I helped a ref one time and, and like this guy was taking free throws and his foot was clearly on the line. You know, sometimes if you're touching the line, they kind of let it go. But guys, he was like, the ball of his foot was on the line, and I said, "Hey, I was sitting right there." I go, "His foot is on the line," and he looked at it, and then he goes, "No good." Really? I was a helper. I was a helper wow. one time. Now, one time I did get a technical foul for Christian <laughs> Academy way back in the day, but uh... that's when you were at your best. <laughs> anyway, you know the but um, Tyler brought up a good point. Is he said, "Okay." Well, what are the athletic directors doing at high schools to, um, you know, to curb this behavior? I want to try. Any, I believe he texted in too. Um, oh gosh, I can't find it. Do you see his text? I'll try to get it right it, now. It's in here somewhere. Anyway, um, anyway, so the point is, you the. I know the OIA does this. I can't remember if the ILH does it or not, but the PA announcer will say, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, please let the the parents the parents cheer, the coaches coach, the refs ref, and let's all cheer everybody on and be positive." Now, even though you say that, nobody's listening to you. All they're hearing is a Charlie Brown school teacher. <laughs> Where's my kid's scholarship, wah, 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 wah. right? Yes. I mean, that's that's what they're hearing. So where do the athletic directors come in? I was at a basketball game. I was at a JV, JV basketball game. Sorry, don't mean to bring these guys up, but it was against Nana Cooley. Police had to be called. Were you there, Gary? I just remember you you telling me the story when it happened that day. JV a JV basketball game, police had to be called to escort Nanauli parents out of I.A. High School's gym. That is so that's sadder than sad. So what do you do as an athletic director? I think it should be it should be commonplace to post signs, make announcements every you know every uh, every for a while at every time out. Ladies and gentlemen, the concession stand is open. get your Terry burgers and just a reminder if you get a little ugly, you're gone. you will be kicked out. do you have to have a do you have to hire uh, off-duty police officers at every game now? I mean you should consider it up you know I, I you know I don't I can't remember how much it costs to go to a high school and I'll use basketball again because that's my most recent experience. Um, you know, go to a high school basketball game. What does it cost? Five bucks, probably bucks, around there. Yes, something like that. You know what? Charge eight. Parents will pay it. Charge eight bucks and hire. You know, hire a hire an off duty police officer. Couple things. Uh, uh well, actually, have off duty police officers as referees and see how the yelling goes have
1: the referee strapped running up and down the court yeah let's see if he get pulled over on the way out of the game
0: have kavika hallams uh, referee in the game with his sidearm yeah what's so quiet in this gym i wonder why
1: okay i'm gonna get the kyler's text in just a minute i did find that i do know who kyler is by his oh uh, kyler
0: that, i said tyler sorry kyler
1: that have been coming in here uh but to what your point is, when I've gone to high school basketball games on campus at the high school locations as opposed to maybe the Stan Sheriff Center, there usually is somebody who I guess is sort of in charge of security. Maybe it's a, a teacher or something like that. It's not, a, it's not an off-duty policeman, I don't think. But what I have seen and when I've seen yelling, let's say by parents, where they're just getting on the ref and saying, hey, you stink or whatever. Maybe it's over the line, maybe it's not. I, I haven't seen anybody confront a parent at any of these games. the same thing. So, I think the problem is not only to have people in place to police it, but to actually take action if somebody's crossing that line. And that I have not, and I'm not blaming anybody. That's a tough call. If you're hired just to run security at a high school game, let's just use IA as an example, because we're talking about it, or any other school, and some (laughs) parent is yelling, Hey, ref, you bleep, bleep. I I don't, it's going to be hard for somebody to go into the stands and tell that person, Hey, stop. Now, I'm not saying it shouldn't be done, it should be. But I haven't seen that done.
0: Easy fix. Technical foul. Anytime something negative is, is you know what? You guys are all going to sit on one side. Mm. This school's all going to sit on that side. If I hear something from the left, technical foul for IAA. If I hear something on the right, technical foul for, let's say, Mililani. And you keep it, that that way, it's the other parents that say, dude, shut up. Right? Yeah, that shut your pie hole. We're, we're, you're losing the game for us. Now the reason they called the police on this Nanakuli JV game is luckily and I can't remember the kid because the great athletes they go to IAEA, they and then when they find out they're good they enter the high school transfer portal. So what was his name? He was a linebacker oh, and he boy. played for like U, he played for USC. He's out of college now. Jordan was it Jordan something? Patello. No. Jordan uh he went on to play for I believe Mililani or somebody. Anyway, but his mom could understand, uh, I believe it was Samoan. And they heard the guys, some other parents talking in Samoan, like telling him to hurt the kid. It might even be my kid. Hurt the kid. Hurt him. Punch him. Something like that. And then she heard that, and that's when they called the police. Wow. Wow. But luckily for, you know, luckily for, luckily that person heard that, or you don't know what's going to happen. But I think the way that AD has got to do it is, I mean, I think the OIA and the ILH, because you, you know what? The ILH is not removed from this. I mean, it's the MIL and the BIF, the B-I-I-F. <laughs> it, it happens everywhere. And yeah, right. It happens right. in all leagues. And if
4: um, anybody
1: says, well, it doesn't happen that much, you don't wait for it to happen where no. rocks are thrown at a bus with no, somebody no, no, together. No. We're not and-
0: talking, I'm not talking about safety, though. What I'm talking about is, let's get back to the topic, what I'm getting at is that's why you don't have refs. So by by the ADs and the leagues taking a, a harsher action on the negativity, you will have more referees. I tell you what, we got to get a traffic check. Uh, folks, you can text in or call at 808-296-1420. And you know what? While we're at it, let's bring a little positivity to the radio show. Let's give away UH Rainbow Warrior football tickets. It's for Hawaii against San Diego State. Remember, different start time this week, 5 p.m. at Clarence T.C. Ching Complex. It's island-style night. Uh, Call in and be be caller number two. Oh, you got to hurry. 808-296-1420. That's the winning number from ESPN Honolulu. We'll be right back. We know that Tyler, the referee, is still listening. Do you know why? Because he just won the tickets. <laughs> it's Tyler Day. Dude, you should be in Vegas. Uh, Tyler over in Moilili, congratulations. Got the UH, uh San Diego State tickets. Uh, more for you to win this afternoon when on the bench becomes off the bench after the baseball game. Okay, I'm trying to be funny and stupid already. All right. Yes. Uh, the, the guys will come on about 4, 4.30, something like that. Uh, after the baseball game here on ESPN Honolulu. So I want to – Tyler called earlier, and he said, thanks for taking my call. If these parents and other – that's the third time he's called this morning or text. Uh, If the parents can sit there in the stands and question a referee's call, then sign up and be a ref for all sports. At one game, we had a Waipahu parent heckling the ref crew all night about calls. Post-game, he even walked so far as to walk around by the scorer's table and comment, you folks are terrible. Would you take a vacation from work to go to referee and be treated like this, he's saying. So he's saying, you guys are horrible. And it's like, this guy's taking off from work or taking vacation days to serve his community, and this is what he's getting. Uh, he said it also happened in Ia. <laughs> Poor Ia, you guys are getting a bad rap today. But you know what I mean I mean that's the main thing that kind of sticks with me is what he's saying is you know who wants to who wants to put up with that? And so if you have a shortage of referees, you have a shortage of games, you'll remember the conversation earlier was, well what if they had to you know shorten the season because they just don't have enough referees for these sports then you, okay, you're gonna shorten your um, shorten your season. maybe you have to get rid of some sports, and maybe you get rid of these leagues, one of these leagues has got to go, there's not enough teams playing sports, you know, then how do you wield your political high school power then? I mean, this is, an, this is an urge, in my mind, this is an urgent situation for the OIA, ILH, MIL, and everybody down the line to figure something out, get a big powwow together and figure out what you guys are going to do because it's only getting
1: worse. I remember years ago, it wasn't that long ago, but there were high school football games scheduled on Friday and Saturday, and some of them are going up against UH football games. And the question was posed, why would you do that? Well, they didn't have enough ref- they didn't have enough referees to have all the games on one night, let's say Friday. So they had to split them up, which is kind of troubling, but we understand that. Obviously, referees aren't getting paid extremely well. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I, from my perspective... I don't think they're. Ser- I don't know if they're serving their community, even though they kind of are. It's a job, and they're doing something that's needed and it's really important. But to get more referees on board, so there's no shortage, you probably have to treat them a little bit better. And that part of it, not a big part of it, is what the fans do or shouldn't do.
0: You don't think that referees are serving their community? Yeah, like, but I don't, it's wow. not like
1: volunteer work where they're. No, I don't. Th- I don't look at it that way. No, I said it's an important job, but I don't look at it that wow. way.
0: I think I think Michael Martin just pulled over and uh, pulled his car off the road. Well, you shouldn't. The, speak the for referees others. are working for dirt, or they're driving from a Kaimuki game right after in their in their you know in their you know not showering or anything, driving up to a Waipahu basketball game to ref the same night. They're not serving their community. We'll be I- right back on ESPN Honolulu. Hey, it's game week for Rainbow Warrior Football. The Aztecs of San Diego
1: State coming to town. It's been a while since we've had a home game. It's been two weeks since they've had a game. And I know people might have been down on this team in the last the last loss. But there's still seven more conference games left. And if they can turn things around starting Saturday, it uh, could lead to a successful season still. But San Diego State, always a tough opponent.
0: You know, when Brady Hoke, their head coach, comes on in about 20 minutes, we can ask him because it's been a long time since San Diego State. Has been has played a home game. They got a really weird schedule. They got like four weeks on the road.
1: They have a really tough schedule, not a successful season, and they play they have been playing some of the top defenses in the entire country so far.
0: Yeah, they've uh they got a win against Ohio uh by a touchdown. Um they beat Idaho State, like a lot of people. Uh they did lose, they got smashed by UCLA. Darius Muasau, huh? He's having a good year um uh, they lost to oregon state nationally ranked they lost to boise state and they lost to air force so man yeah those four games in a row when you look at san diego state and you're like oh they're two and four but look at that those four games in a row air force boise oregon state and ucla now coming up they got hawaii and nevada and utah state's actually not bad They've been up and down, I think, but they, they, they
1: could turn their season around. They're looking at it with the same perspective, so to speak, as Hawaii is, where it's early in conference, Under both with the two and four record, still uh, a win on Saturday for either team could maybe help them turn things around. So it is a big game for both.
0: Yeah. Uh, talk is in Miami, it's time to give to a Tonga La Vailoa, Vailoa a, uh, uh, an extension. And how do you do that? You got to pay the guy fifty million dollars a year. I'll tell you about the. There's a. What's that cap website you always go to, Gary? Overthecap.com. Over the. There's an over the cap dude that's talking about how to do it, and they did it with um, Jalen Hurts and uh, Justin Herbert, where they could do this and not and take like nine million dollars off the cap next year in 2024. They could do it really cheap because. There's big, uh, you know, signing bonus that you can give the guy. Here's here's a check for 25000000 million. We're going to pay you $9 million and take the other uh, uh, rest and guarantee it spread across the Pro-rated, next 10 right. years, right? They kind of spread it out. And that's what they've done in San Diego and Philadelphia to keep their cap low but signing a big-time quarterback. So I think Miami, uh, they've got no choice. If Tua stays healthy the rest of this year, they got they got they gotta they gotta do it. They'll have him for next year, but you wanna guarantee you have him for next year and he's also happy. A happy quarterback is a good for your locker room. If he
1: is healthy, and I guess that's still an it, but so far it's so good, Yeah, right. I, I don't think they would have any problem extending him if he can play a full season. And if he yep. does, I'm sure they'll give him the $50 million deal or in that neighborhood, why wouldn't they? Uh, yeah. But I guess they're still, from what I've been reading, a little bit reluctant on doing it now, and they can wait till the, the end of the season because he still has that one year right. left. Right.
0: What I'm getting at is that's not the talk anymore. This is now the talk is kind of shifting over to, and it's not just the fans, but that's what the, the – uh, I guess people that cover the Dolphins are talking about that. That's the latest on that. All right, we move on. Uh, game week for Rainbow Warrior football, said that. Tua's extension, said that. Uh, Texas sweeps Orioles, they're going to the ALCS. Uh, we got baseball this afternoon here on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, you can catch the uh, Houston-Minnesota game. So Houston could be joining uh, Texas in the ALCS. Battle of Texas, easy travel for both teams.
1: At that, And I think it will be. I mean, Houston's up 2-1, to one, best out of five. And whether they win today or not, I think they'll win this series. Also interesting that two of the veteran aces in baseball who got traded in August, uh, late July, Max Scherzer, still trying to come back for Texas, and Justin Verlander for the Astros, both former Mets, and one of them will probably
0: be in the World Series. Hmm. All right. Uh, and um, we'll get back to our referee topic in a little while. Uh, you know, we mentioned it's game week for the Rainbow Warrior football team uh, back at home after a bye. It's also uh, game week for the Rainbow Wahine volleyball squad. They're hitting the road, Jack. And they've got a
1: three-game road trip, which is very rare in conference play or any other time of the season. So it's Santa Barbara Friday, Cal Poly Saturday. They're tied with Cal Poly right now. They're, I think, a game back of Santa Barbara, who's still undefeated in the Big Mm. West. Now, there's a Big West tournament this year, so the regular season, in a way, doesn't have as much importance because it's not the automatic regular season champ going to the NCAA. Still, I think if you're Hawaii, you're not looking at an at-large, and I know that's nothing the players are going to be concerned with, with the strength the schedule. That won't happen to anybody in the Big West, apparently. But you need to maybe get in a good position for the Big West tournament, like we say in basketball, playing your best, being healthy and peaking. Uh, but it's not going to be easy, and I think this weekend really sh- will show everybody, including themselves, how they match up against the top two teams in the conference. Yeah, they can sweep the Bakersfield, the Riverside, the Irvines, and some of the other teams, and they should be sweeping those teams. They're not that Fullerton. strong. But yeah. when they've got these teams coming up this week, especially on the road i think that'll go a long way to seeing how far this team might go in the tournament or even making the tournament again we assume every year they're going to you know, make the ncaa uh, it's a little bit different perspective because if you in, last year or in recent years if you lose this week you're in big trouble because again only the regular season champ goes now you got the big west tournament still you don't want to look at these matches any differently they are kind of must win but there's no sense of urgency where if you don't win your season's over like it might be otherwise Okay. And, and it might have been a little confusing, but again, the Big West tournament coming up Thanksgiving week. It'll be in Long Beach at the Pyramid this year, yeah. neutral court. I would, ah, am, I would not am, very neutral. If you're yeah, Long I would Beach imagine. State. You know, those other schools will probably have more fans. Maybe being sent uh, Thanksgiving week, they might not. But it's going to be a different challenge this year. But these matches are important and I think critical. And we had Kate Lang on, I think a week ago today, and she was already talking about these matches, how she had them circled on her calendar, especially with Santa Barbara at the time and still in first place. So, again, if you lose this week, it doesn't ruin your season, but I think it'll go a long way to seeing where you're going to be seated in the Big West and how you fare against the top teams. So I I am really interested in hearing Tiff Wells on the broadcast, both Friday, Saturday, and then they play Davis next Tuesday on the road. Again, an unusual road trip for conference play.
0: All right. Uh, In other news, I'm not sure you heard about this, but Bob Costas, the uh, baseball announcer, saved somebody who was choking at a restaurant now he's a a legend baseball player and uh you know he was in a restaurant in syracuse a guy was literally choking so costas performed the heimlich and uh that is one pop-up he probably doesn't care to see again how's that he's never done a heimlich he just went hey you know what i hear you got to do this boom Popped it out of the guy. Saved his life.
1: Yeah, really interesting. He kind of downplayed it. He said, I know I made his day better or something. I don't know if I saved his life, but I th- it sounds like he did. Uh, I actually had met Bob Costas in a restaurant once. He didn't do the Heimlich on me, but he was very gracious. <laughs> uh, took a picture. And, uh, well, of
0: course you did.
1: <laughs> of course I did. Yeah, I did. And How, uh, old,
0: how old were you at this, this time? This was
1: actually, this was like 30, at least 30 years ago. So he's in a
0: place near so NBC. So you were 40? <laughs> Oh. Uh, I was 35 23. years old? I don't know. I, didn't, I don't keep full track grown of those man. things. Full-grown man and, going up to another full-grown man and,
1: actually what I, and I, asking for a selfie. And actually the waiter told me that he was over at another table. I didn't even notice him at first. But as I was leaving, I asked him for a picture and an autograph, I guess, or a picture. And, an and,
0: autograph? This
1: is back in the 80s. And he took a step and tripped and almost fell on his face and immediately, immediately turns to me and he said, that was a little something for your amusement. And in the picture of me and him or he and I, I've got the biggest smile on my face that I've ever had in a picture because I thought that was a classic funny line by Bob Costas. So I've always admired. And he went to Syracuse. So that's probably why he was in the area.
0: Mm, All right. Okay. uh, got uh, Brady Hoke, the head coach for the San Diego State football team, is uh, scheduled to join us in 10 minutes here on ESPN Honolulu. And uh, what do we know uh, about San Diego State? Now, San Diego State is, um, you know, what do we know about, say, quarterback play? Who are their star players? What are we going to find out here?
1: Well, Jalen Maiden is their quarterback. Remember, he was, he was a quarterback years ago, went to defensive back, and he took over as quarterback last year due to do some injuries. And he started against Hawaii last year and did a pretty good job. He's also I remember,
0: their, I remember that. He's their I leading rusher that. as well. He was the guy, remember, we were like, oh, good. They're, they don't have a quarterback. Their DB is going to start at quarterback. <laughs> and, and then he uh, beat us. Now, we only we only lost to them last year by two. Yeah, we were neck and neck with them. He had them on a good drive at the end of the game to get that game-winning
1: field goal. Right. After the kickoff went out of bounds that people might remember. But here's something about Maiden this year. Five touchdown passes, five interceptions. Not a really good ratio there. So they're obviously what they wow. have been before. Well, they're a good running team, but again, even with that, they average four yards a carry. But they're not putting up a lot of points. Uh, they their offense has been struggling this year. Again, you mentioned some of the top teams they played. They've gone up against three of the top five defensive teams in the country and UCLA. Air Force and Ohio uh, is one of the top defensive teams. So they've gone up against decent competition, but their offense has not really performed that well yet. They're averaging 19 and a half points a game. They let
0: up 30, a little over 30. Right. So there's a lot of similarities between Hawaii and San Diego State on paper. So I'm pulling up stats from the Mountain West, the mw.com from the website. And, yeah, they averaged 19 and a third points. Hawaii averages 22 points a game. But remember, San Diego, the last four games, uh, they scored 10 against UCLA, 9 against Oregon State, uh, 10 against Air Force, and three out of their last four games. So they played some tough competition. But still, you can only muster 10 points against Air Force. Now, it was on the road I don't know if altitude had anything to do with it or not, but they did put up 31 against Boise State. That was a surprising one seeing
1: what they've done before that game as far as offensively. And Boise State's been playing better lately. So that that was a little bit surprising that they were able to score that way. And, again, we know how they've matched up against Hawaii over the year. Usually have some really good running backs, some good linebackers. Uh, but, again, this team, again, you can look at it where they've struggled. The offensive numbers aren't quite there overall. But, again, tough competition. You know, you right, give them a little bit saying. of a pass. But, again, they're 0-2 in conference. And if they want to be bowl eligible at 2-4, Four. This is again a kind of a must-win game for them. These are the kind of games that anybody's got to win. And now again, the winner of this game is going to be three and four. You still have that outside chance of qualifying for a bowl game, and they'll have their first conference. When the loser is really going to be set back big time, though, the loser will be two and five and still winless in conference.
0: Right. Uh, so scoring defense, you mentioned. I don't know if you had the exact number, but it's uh, you know they're giving up. Hawaii gives up thirty-five points a game and uh san diego state gives up 31 what san diego state does they they're a bend but not break type of defense just looking at kind of looking this not really seen much of them but on paper they give up a ton of yards i mean they've given up a ton of points you know against you know the two nationally ranked teams they faced uh from the pac-12 but at the same time uh they they don't give up as many points as you think they would yeah, and
1: again, they've always been strong in that area. Again, you can see that maybe they're not quite as strong as they've been because they're usually a team that has competed for the Mountain West West Division over the years. Of course, remember, they're just one division this year. But right now, it's really uh, Fresno and maybe Boise, but also Air Force, of course. So they love to turn things around. I I, I mean, he's a good coach. He coached at Michigan, of course. Didn't do uh, great things there overall. That's a tough place, of course. But I think he's a really good football coach, and he usually has his teams really ready to play. And again, against Hawaii. Hawaii all these years, they've always given Hawaii a hard time.
0: I'm looking at their uh, roster right now because usually San Diego State is littered with uh, players with Hawaii ties or players from Hawaii. And I really see, I see a, a junior linebacker out of St. Louis, uh, Daryl Masanii. sorry uh, family for struggling through that name. I see uh, Sin Brennan, a freshman defensive lineman from Honolulu via Los Alamitos High in California, uh, 6'5", 215. Wow. Um, probably a, a edge rusher type of guy. And uh, he didn't go to high school here. Rambo Mangeo, uh from La Ie, <laughs> Hawaii, via Ca- Ca- uh, Cathedral Catholic High School in Uh, California. You see a theme here with the Hawaii kids? They're not even playing high school football in Hawaii. Uh, Tupu is a uh, junior from Wanalua High School. Uh, He is a defensive lineman as well. So they only have like four players with Hawaii ties. Only two players who played high school football in Hawaii, or at least their senior years played high school football in Hawaii. Interesting, and especially when you mentioned
1: the, pack, the fact that a lot of players we've seen more and more in recent years have played high school football here, starting their careers, but ended on the mainland, maybe for more exposure. And it's happened to a number of players,
0: right? The- or maybe just you know, maybe the family just moved uh, too. Uh, but yeah, with the uh, with uh, watch for number ninety nine, Tupu Waluwalu.
1: Now, the thing also about them as like, I kind of touched upon last hour is that during their bye week, they lost three verbal commits. And Brady Hoke uh, did talk about that recently. And one of the things he mentioned, when we know there was Pac-12 talk, they were kind of in. Now that we're not going to the Pac-12, all these guys are going elsewhere. Oh. And he talked about the lack of commitment and how that used to be a big deal, well, but not as much these days.
0: You know what I bet happened before we get a traffic update here and Coach Hoke on? I bet they got poached. Hey, look who, Sandi- look who committed to San Diego State. Let them know. Sure. You, you, you come with us. We're going to the Big 12. Come with us. We're going to the Big 10. Right. Oh, and you know what? i got a little envelope full of cash for you, too. Right. This is ESPN Honolulu, 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. Check out ESPNHonolulu.com and uh, check out the show Athletes with Cole Mausoff. Uh You'll learn about your favorite student-athletes. It's brought to you by Central Pacific Bank. Hawaii's best bank.
1: We've been talking a lot of football, University of Hawaii getting back in action against San Diego State this Saturday. Gary Dickman and Chris Hart, the sports animal, is going to talk more about San Diego State now as we are joined by their head coach, Brady Hoke, on with us now. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. And we were talking earlier about usually when you have a bye week, it gives you maybe a slight advantage, the extra week to prepare, get healthier. But for Hawaii and San Diego State both coming off a bye week, a little unusual in that aspect.
4: Yeah, it is, but, uh, you know, I think it was probably, uh, I know that we tried to get a lot of different things done. We needed to reevaluate where we're at in some things. You know, we're both two and four, so I don't think uh, uh, either one of us are happy with where we're at right now, and uh, it will be a great football game, and uh, we look forward to it.
1: You mentioned the record, and we were talking again about this earlier. It's almost a little deceiving because you guys have gone up against a lot of top 10 teams, a Pac-12 team, and three of the top five defenses in the country. So it hasn't been an easy slate early on for your team.
4: Yeah, but, you, you know, you, 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 uh, you're used to getting out there and winning, and uh, we haven't done that enough. Uh, we, we've uh, evaluated, you know, offense and the defense, where we're at, where we need to make some changes uh that's always part of it and and uh from a personnel standpoint and uh also just you know uh you you evaluate you know are you playing this defense too much or not enough are you uh you know not taking advantage of some of the uh skilled players offensively that we need to so i think all those things are part of it gary and uh uh you know you guys uh uh, done such a good job. I I really, Timmy, I think has done a really good job uh, with his football team.
1: You talk about maybe fixing things or changing some things around. So let's look at your offense right now. Jalen Maiden's a quarterback we saw last year when he became the starting quarterback. And he's also your leading rusher right now. What would you like to see offensively from Jalen Maiden and maybe some of the other players on offense?
4: Well, I think overall, and this would cover both sides of the ball, um, uh, you know, uh, the first two weeks of the year, we were we we, we were uh, um, pretty positive in turnover margin, and since then, I think we've gone two games without uh, uh, creating turnovers, giving the offense another ch- chance. So we've got to do a much better job. I think Jalen uh, has continued to improve. Uh, I do think you know. Uh, uh, we've got to do a better job with the football, the Boise game in, in particular, uh, You know, we fumbled on the goal line and we fumbled on the 20 and gave uh, Boise some cheap uh, uh, touchdowns, to be honest with you. And we've got to do a better job of uh, taking care of the football and creating turnovers from a defensive standpoint.
1: San Diego State head football coach Brady Hope with the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. Kickoff at 5 p.m. a little earlier this Saturday at the University of Hawaii. San Diego State over the years, when you go back to even Marshall Falk, has always had some really strong running backs, many of them going on to NFL careers. Talk a little bit about your starting running back and leading running back beside Jalen Maiden, and his name is Jalen Armstead.
4: Well, I I think uh, when you look at Armstead and you look at Keenan Christian. Uh, both those guys—they're two different types of running backs. I think you know we can—we got to keep uh, uh, Jalen uh, being more physical with the football in his hands, and, and uh, keep being more po- positive uh, uh, with with the yardage. Okay, and then with Keenan, I think he gives us a, 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 a threat when you look at him being able to catch the ball out of the backfield, and also uh, gets to the perimeter and running with the football.
1: Coach, talk a little bit about the defense. San Diego State, again, over the years when we've seen them, really strong linebackers, some of them going on to the NFL, and always yep. strong defense. I know right now probably your defense letting up few, too many points for your uh, taking at a little over 30 a game.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's uh, uncalled for. Uh, we obviously uh, need to make some uh, good improvements there, and uh, that's something that you know we focused on all week. Uh, last week and then uh, this week, you know, we've got to uh, be more uh, as far as, as, as the, 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 the tackling has to improve, uh, and, and that's something that we've really worked on.
1: We're talking with Brady Hoke, San Diego State head football coach on ESPN Honolulu. You mentioned Timmy Chang and the Hawaii team, and they've got the running and shoot a little bit more intact than they had it last year. What have your observations been about Hawaii? I know you don't want to give away too much, but what have you noticed about the University of Hawaii so far?
4: Well, I, I, I think they're, they've made really good improvements. I think Braden Schrager, you know, um, he, he's as good a quarterback as there is in this league. I think when you look at the running game, uh, you know, they, they want to be able to run it. It's the run and shoot for a reason, right? So, you know, uh, Jordan Johnson and Ty, Tylen Hines have both been guys who've, uh, shown the ability that they can break tackles and, and make big plays. And then obviously, you know, uh, in the passing game, uh, I think they're very disciplined what they do. And I, I think, uh, you know, obviously the longer you're, you're with a, a program and you're putting a, a, uh, an offense in. I think guys learn it a little better and they play a little faster with it.
1: I know both teams that you mentioned, Coach, are two and four, and it's still rather early in conference play, but I would think that this is a critical game for both teams. If you want to be eligible for a bowl game later on, three and four is a lot better than two and five. Talk about the importance of this game for your team coming into the third game of conference play.
4: Yeah, I I think there's no doubt about it. I think that's part of it. You know, we talk to our guys, you know, we're guaranteed six more games. That's just a guarantee. We want to take one game at a time, and that's all, you know, everybody says those things, but it's the truth. And uh, we've had some adversity, and uh, uh, we've got to make the most out of that adversity with our mental toughness and how we want to play. So uh, I think. You know, for us and for uh, Hawaii, I don't want to speak for them, but uh, this is always uh, when you look at, you know, trying to qualify or qualifying for a bowl game, it's always a, a big game.
1: I saw a recent interview you did, I believe, with the San Diego Tribune where you talked about recruiting and the commitment and saying if you're over 45, well, you know what that commitment means. But nowadays, it's not quite the same with NILs and the transfer portal. Talk a little bit how that's affected your team, and especially when I heard you talking about the talk about your team going to the Pac-12, that not happening, and maybe that cost your team some of the potential recruits.
4: Well, it it is. I mean, it is what it is. When when the guys tell you that, uh, we've lost some guys, you know, and guys who were recruited and were committed. And, uh, you know, it it has come up, you know, the reasons were, you know, uh, level play. Even though I think Mount West Conference is as good as any conference in this country, you know. And I know that seems off the wall, but, you know, we've got some really good coaches We've got some really good football teams in this league and in this conference. So uh, I think that's part of it, obviously. And then, you know, how you're dealing with the NIL. I think that is, you know, you got a team, uh, Utah, who everyone's got a new truck. So uh, <laughs> that's not happening in San Diego, I can guarantee you that.
1: <laughs> yeah it is a different world that's for sure we talked about that last week as well but one thing we do know for sure that every time hawaii and san diego state play always an exciting entertaining game last year's game going down to the last minute as well should be yep. more of the same on saturday coach thanks for spending a few minutes with us have a safe trip over here and we'll see you out on saturday
4: sounds great gary thank you so much
1: all right, thank you so much. That is San Diego State head football coach Brady Hope joining us on ESPN Honolulu. And one of the things that I didn't get as specific about, but he kind of t- hinted at as well, is during the bye week, as we mentioned a little earlier, they lost three r- verbal commits. And he did talk about, you know, Pac-12. That was a big selling point. Right. Now that's not happening at least anytime soon, although it could change tomorrow. Right, but and, that's and, really he did mention,
0: and he did mention the uh, the NIL the NIL
1: part of it. Yeah, yeah
0: we're not getting any, we're not
1: giving away trucks here. Yeah, <laughs> that's got to be tough for coaches to have to deal against that and try to fight that or try to win a recruiting battle that way.
0: Yeah, the guy we're going to have to avoid is uh, watch for linebacker number six. Uh, he's the guy, uh, Zyrus Fiasu, uh, Fiasu uh, number six. That's the guy who's their big time leading tackler. He actually beat out Cedric Laka last year for said uh, for said starting job. And uh, that guy is the real deal. Cody Moon is a uh, number fifty-eight when you're at the game. Cody Moon, the weak side linebacker, he was he tra- he's from New Mexico. He transferred from New Mexico uh, to San Diego State, and he's a big-time uh, tackler too. So those two linebackers—that is the meat of their defense. Got to get by those guys if we want to get our running game going.
1: Here's kind of a fun fact about San Diego State. In the entire country, this is Power Five, Group of Five, since 2010, San Diego State has the combined biggest... highest winning percentage combining football and basketball the entire country. I mean, this is Ohio State, Oregon, Duke, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Kentucky, Alabama, number one in the country, San Diego State, 733. They've had good teams over the years in both those sports. And football, even though they're struggling now, we know how tough an opponent they usually
0: are. Yeah. Hey, don't forget, it's the Timmy Chang Show tonight at 6 o'clock. Come on down and join us uh, at Ruby Tuesday Moanalua. You can also watch the uh, – Watch the show tomorrow on uh, on, uh, K-High TV, channel 1005, if you miss it. Or, you know, Gary, like, he doesn't pay attention, so you could actually watch the show the next day on TV. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. What was that? (laughs) We'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu. You ready? Oh, sorry. (laughs) I I get a thing in my headset. Mics are hot, and I say, okay, ready? (laughs) Hey, uh, you want to watch UH football? You want to watch college football, NFL football? uh, Head on over to the Pearl City Shopping Center and catch it at Leeward Bowl Bar and Grill or right across the hallway at 850 Craft Beer and Whiskey Bar. They have awesome food. Uh, At 850, you've got the new video wall. Uh, they got the Sunday tickets, so they play all the games on big screens. Maybe uh, go bowling, shoot a little pool, play darts, have some fun. 850 Craft Beer and Whiskey Bar for all your football-watching needs. Let's go to the Zephyr Insurance text line at 808-296-1420. We got a text uh, from the 781 uh, talking about San Diego State. I was mentioning they have... Uh, four players uh, with Hawaii ties two that now like uh tupu Alawalu, he did not go directly to San Diego State I think he went to a junior college and then uh he transferred to San Diego State but um this texture says of course San Diego State has Hawaii players on it what team doesn't college or pro pac 12 has a
1: lot and there are some other schools of course around the country but it's there's not probably like-
0: about 80 school colleges that don't have Hawaii play maybe he's just exaggerating. there's like 80 schools that don't have players from Hawaii. there's about 25 pro teams that don't have players from Hawaii so plenty
1: yeah again, but I think he's West just Coast- joking yeah the West Coast has a lot but not as much back east or you know Central America.
0: although Notre Dame has a pretty special linebacker from Hawaii now yeah you follow football?
1: What do you think? That won't even bring it up.
0: Okay, uh the NIL is going to provide players with means of getting around. It should be if the NIL is providing players with means of getting around, it should be public transportation uh rather than gas-guzzling trucks. Oh yeah, that'll get your <laughs> Hey, come on over to Utah. We got bus passes for everybody. Yeah, I don't think you want to go out,
1: you know, with your on a date on a bus pass as opposed to having a brand new truck. So yeah, that's not going to be I, as enticing. I think he's,
0: I think he's joking. He's gonna I hope joking. he is. Uh, okay, here's one. Students lose the chance to be seen. and. Re- okay, we're t- uh, back to the officials' conversation. Much of our first hour of the show today was um, about Tyler. Not about Tyler, but Tyler brought <laughs> up again. Well, it was about Tyler because he yeah, won football like tickets it was. <laughs> too. Uh, but Tyler called up and he was like, you know what? I'm an official. If you guys want to have high school sports... ADs, do something about the parents, because the officials, they, they, every year, the number of officials in all the sports goes down and down and down. And so a text came in regarding that. Students lose the chance to be seen and recruited to go play college ball. No D1 or D2 opportunities. Perhaps foot the bill to go to college versus getting a scholarship.
1: Not perhaps parents. Can you read No, I can't, This is from Tyler, Uh, by the way, as well.
0: Oh, I, I... (laughs) enough of you, Tyler. No, I'm just (laughs) joking. Uh, A texter from the 392 says, In the state of Texas, there are always police officers at every high school football game walking the stands. And about referees on Wednesday or so, both coaching teams have a conference call and pick the referees they want and both have to be in agreement. Wow. They're allowed to say, they are allowed to say why they don't want certain referees because of bias, et cetera, and the refs they do pick and want the other coaching staff must say okay to it. That's a good way to pay off the refs.
1: That's that's <laughs> surprising and kind of interesting.
0: It's like jury duty every week. Uh, okay, let referee number 103, you're excused. Imagine the ref who never gets picked that way. I guess. But uh I'm sure most of the time it's like yeah he's fine he's fine. I-, I doubt it's a real long meeting I would think. Well if they're all fine then they
1: shouldn't have to pick them. You can't I let guess. the coaches pick the refs? That's ridiculous. Well at least both
0: coaches get to pick. That's still
1: uh, that's a that's a weird precedent. I I think I I'm surprised. I mean I believe it I just think that's really uh something that hopefully isn't the norm.
0: All right our um Uh, Another text says, this behavior needs to be curbed at the youth level, not just high school. I have experienced parents yelling at their 9-year-olds to break the other player's legs, and the parents were fighting. Are you kidding? I hope that's not common. He's 9 years old. "Eh, Break his legs. Really?
1: Well, in that situation, yeah, the behavior needs to be curbed at home or at the youth level. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully that doesn't happen Ever, but if it happens not that often, that's crazy.
0: Somebody texted in, I can't find it now, but they said they should have a sign posted at all the the schools for an athletic event. You're only allowed in if you're a former referee. (laughs) That's a good sign. Keep them coming on the Zephyr Insurance text line at 808-296-1420. You
1: you know, just on this a little bit more, it's sad that these things have happened, and it's sad that it's probably going to continue. You can't eliminate it. I know that. And when parents want to boo and do things like that, you understand that. When they cross that line, and as Tyler said in an earlier text, going by the officials' table and telling them how they screwed up after a game. I mean, and and I've seen...
0: telling them how horrible they are.
1: That's worse. I've, I've seen... Parents and I know a couple of them. I'm not going to mention their name right now, but at high school basketball games, uh, just jumping out of their first row seat and basically criticizing every call that went against their son, giving their sons instructions. I've I've seen it on the youth level back in the Big Island when I was uh, help helping out a team coaching and. Oh, I know. Are you
0: talking about a former UH basketball player? He's
1: one of, of, of three, <laughs> one of three <laughs> that I can think of, uh. Uh, and and it's just it's it's sad. But again, one of the points we brought up earlier, I think it might. From Tyler or somebody else about you know having more security at these games. Again, when I've seen these things happen, nobody is going up to a parent to tell them to stop. And so, if you're going to have somebody there, what, how, or are they going to enforce this? I mean, if they're just there for looks, and you know, you always see the refs get an escort escort after the game or at halftime. You see that at UH games anyway. There's people escorting them to the locker room. I, I mean I wish you didn't need that and maybe you do need that in high school, but you gotta have somebody's gonna maybe to enforce some of these things that should be in play about maybe, like you brought up a good point earlier, Chris. Maybe call a technical, and that's happened in games. I've seen it very rarely, very rarely in a high school or college game. I've seen it. I guess where they'll call a technical because of the crowd throwing stuff in the court or having chan- racial <laughs> racial yeah, slurs. They, they did that at Maryland years ago, where if the if the fans chanted a certain something, one word, yeah. it would be a technical. Yep. And so the band wasn't allowed to play the music that went along with that word. Do you know what the students did? They hummed the music and said the word anyway, which is sad. But you got to take action like that so maybe these things will stop. You don't want to wait for something even more serious to happen than some right. of these incidents we've heard about.
0: You know what? And if it happens too much, it's so sad. But if it happens too much, it's like, sorry, your kid can't play anymore. Uh, sorry, you just told your kid to break someone's legs. You can't be, that's not what we're about. You can't be a part of this team. Sorry. I remember growing up uh,
1: that there were certain high schools that weren't allowed to play night basketball games at home because of the crowds being too rowdy with themselves right. and officials. And that's when I mean, you think about it, they weren't allowed to play night games because of whatever went on after school. And it led to a little bit more of an atmosphere that you don't want at you know, games.
0: If you had games where uh, it was, you know, they were being filmed. And you could go somewhere to the auditorium in the school, and you had to watch there, where they played these games, and no one was allowed in the stands. I bet you'd have a lot more referees. Sad to say, you're right. I bet say, you'd have a lot right. more referees, yeah. but it's all—it's all comes down to the parents. And I'll say it—I said it once. I'll say it again. I'll say it tomorrow, and I'll say it in the next day. The leagues have got to do something about this if you want to save your sports. If you, if you don't want these sports to collapse because you can't schedule games, you, because you don't have referees for the games, is that what you're looking for? Be proactive and do something about the parents. It's 846. We're the Sports Animals. This is ESPN Honolulu. And a lot of people were uh, had a water shutdown. There was no water in IEA. But uh, if you're at work and you're listening or you're driving around – the water is back on in the, um, you know, the the place where the rich people live in, you know, Waibuna. Where do you live?
4: <laughs>
0: I said where the rich people live. Anyway, water's back on. There were a lot of people affected by a broken water main break. So thank you, Board of Water Supply. Uh, they found that pretty quickly and fixed it. So it's back on. All right. Uh, Pigskin Picks is the place where you can win $1,000 cash money. That's the grand prize. Every week we give away a $100 weekly gift certificate. Go go up and play. It's brought to you by Young's Fish Market and M. Dyer Global. Uh, Register and play right now at ESPNHonolulu.com. This is your home for the World Series and playoff baseball in Major League Baseball. (laughs) ESPN Honolulu, along with CBS 1500, bringing you all the games. And uh, we've got uh, more baseball for you today. Today, probably about 1030 is the uh, pregame start for on CBS 1500. Braves taking on the Phillies. Uh, That series tied at one. And then at 1230, so Kanoa's got to come in for like, 30 minutes of work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So I see our, our grid says 1230. It's joined in progress. But now I'm being told it's 1 o'clock? I think first pitch is at 1. Okay. Broadcast starts at 1230. What I was getting at is Kanoa is going to come on uh, and, and just leave the hazards on your car on Bishop Street and then just go broadcast and then come back down. Your car will still be there. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, So 1230 is when uh, we'll start that, um, you know, join that broadcast. Uh, That is the Astros and the Twins. Astros looking to close it out and make it to the ALCS against the, uh, I forgot already, the uh, Texas Rangers.
1: Yeah, easy travel, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Astros win a World Series recently, of course. Texas hasn't been in this position in a long time, and that would be a great rivalry, you would think, and I'm not sure how much the country's aware of that, but that should be a good series, and the Astros, who people think are never going to be back in the situation the next year because they always lose a key player or two or three, they always seem to be in this position in a division that's actually gotten a little bit stronger with Texas and Seattle being as good as they are. You would think the Angels might have been that team, but... Give the Astros credit and uh, Texas is the going away. Two teams, not only in the same state, same division, played each other, I think, 18, 19 times this year. And I'm, I, I know it's not over yet for the Astros in Minnesota, but I would think the Astros will win this series. I thought it going in. So we'll see if that made it official today or coming up in game five, if there is one.
0: I don't know. I just think that whether you like them or not, and uh, this is not the same team from a few years ago that got ch- cheated. I, I'd love, and we love Dusty Baker. Uh, you know, he is Aina to a lot of people here in Hawaii. Uh, Baseball is a little more interesting with teams like the Astros in the postseason.
1: They are, but I would say the same thing. That's a little bit more interesting if the Yankees and or Red Sox are in. Maybe sure. People might not like them, but they're the teams you love to hate, right. and they've got a lot of familiar names, especially the Yankees, not as much the Red Sox these days. But right. we've seen small market teams do well like Tampa Bay over the years. And we're also seeing teams with the best records not do well, like Baltimore and Tampa already eliminated, and the Dodgers on the brink of elimination, too. Now, the Braves are still there, but it just shows that, again, part of it is the short series, I think, is the reason why we see these upsets. And also maybe the lack of experience for a team like Baltimore, I think, really hurt them in the playoffs.
0: Right. I mean, the Diamondbacks instead of the Dodgers, I mean, if the Diamondbacks pull it off today, uh, you, you know what I mean? It's like... Really, the
1: Diamondbacks? How do you yeah. explain that they 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 lost four in a row at the end of the season to kind of back into the playoff. They were almost on the out. They were on the outside looking in for a couple of days here and there, and they've won four road games in a row. Now they're at home for the first time. Maybe that's a jinx or something, but four and zero oh on the road, beating Milwaukee in two, beating the Dodgers the first two, and now they get the Dodgers at home.
0: If you think Magic Johnson had bad words to say last week about the Washington Commanders, think of what he's thinking right now about his L.A. Dodgers. He sent them a memo or a note saying,
1: you know,
0: when I was with the Lakers,
1: we lost the first games of the series and came back to win and kind of making a little bit about him. But he had a point. The Lakers have come back from the brink of elimination. He's hoping his Dodgers can do the same.
0: Well, and that's why he's there. You know what I mean. He's there for that type of leadership. But uh, he did come out and blast the commanders, <laughs> and everyone's yeah. like, "Whoa, that was a little inappropriate there, Magic." But anyway, uh, we got to get ready to get out of here. Uh, I just uh, I wanted to mention that our show next week with Cole off the student section over at AutoSource, uh, we're going to be uh, our one of our guests is Melanie McBee uh, from uh, UH basketball. We'll have another guest. We'll let you know about him tomorrow here on espn honolulu okay uh that's it for us uh thank you guys for texting and calling in remember uh josh and hunter off the bench is going to be on a little later like four o'clock but they'll have more uh football tickets for you to win from espn honolulu 92.7 fm and 1420 a.m say good night everybody good night everybody